Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio Program. I'm your host, Susan Larison Dams, and today I have in front of me quite a beautiful book by our guest, and I'm going to bring on the line. And this book is beautiful both visually and in its depths, and it's a book that requires some real reflection. Um, and Every once in a while, I want to change a show description, and today this may be one of those days because I feel like the word that most characterizes the message of Deborah Silverman's book, who I'm going to bring on the line in just a minute, is balance. It's finding balance. And let me tell you a little bit about Deborah Silverman. Deborah did write The Missing Element, Inspiring Compassion, for the human condition. And yes, compassion is, of course, a very important word here, too. Um, and what Deborah describes and what she's going to share with us today is an understanding of the four elements and how that relates to finding balance in our own lives and in our relationships with others and accepting who we are. Deborah is described in so many interesting ways. Some descriptions leave out astrologer, and yet she's very much an astrologer. She's helped a lot of people in this way, and she's also a psychologist, and she's helped people and blended all of this together. She has an MA in clinical psychology from Antioch University, She also went to York University, she trained there, and she studied dance therapy at Harvard. So she's brought tremendous balance to what she's going to share with us today. And I want to share one quote before I bring her on the line from Sting, who has been very supportive of her work. Deborah Silverman reminds you what fun it is to be you, the singular, freakish, awkward you. And she also reminds you of your potential or your gifts to the world and of your place in it. And that those are some beautiful words from Sting. So now I'm really very delighted to bring Deborah Silverman on the line. Welcome, Deborah. Thank you. Thank you for having me on your show. Oh, well, I'm really happy to have you here. And I have to tell you, right at the outset, and I want to tell the the readers this, your book, when it says it's a handbook, it really is. I mean, it is something, Mm -hmm. you don't just race through this book, (laughs) that's for sure. Um, And it has a lot, a lot to it to to help us. So um, help us to step into this book, Deborah, so that, that we can begin to understand what you are trying to convey, especially about balance and who we are. That's so funny you picked that word because whenever I, now I'm giving out um, signed books, I'm in three cities in the next month, um, New York and Seattle and Vancouver. And uh, when I sign the inside of the book, that's what I write, may you find balance in your world. It's Mm -hmm. basically, basically the premise of the book is that we all have personality types. Raise your hand if you have one. Oh, look, everyone's raising their hand. You all have a personality type. And it's wrapped up in your ego, this little outfit called your personality. And then when you have a soul who's usually in the back seat, 
going, excuse me, can you tell your ego to move over? And the ego's like, don't talk like that. I'm busy. So the ego is a part in all of us that stays busy and seeks approval and spends its whole life trying to have friends and look cute and have a car and a house and kids and play the game. And the soul, I call it a slut for experiences. The soul doesn't care what it does. It just wants every experience that this life has to give it. So the soul is going in a different direction often, which is called passionate quest for lessons. Yeah. And your ego can't yeah. stand those. <laughs> your ego's like, not another lesson. I just wanted to go have fun today. Why are you bugging me? So we have two different parts of us. And essentially this book is is really being friends with your ego. Like my whole premise is you can't get rid of it. You know, it's sticky and it doesn't go away. And the longer that you resist it, the more it gets big and fat. Literally, we gain yeah. weight. Our egos hate gaining weight. And then... Oh. The opposite of that is your soul, who's really committed to growing and learning and discipline and all that is left behind going, excuse me, did you want to talk to me? And until you have a crisis, which is what the book is about, your heart breaks or finances or you're lonely or you're depressed or you're addicted, you keep on letting your ego run the movie. And then as soon as there's crisis, which is in Chinese the word for opportunity, it's a good thing, it's an opportunity, your soul comes forward and goes, can I have your attention? And that's when this book becomes valuable. Like what creates the crisis is usually some part of your personality or your ego is avoiding something. So we look for the missing element. Yes. You know, I have to tell you, when I was describing this book, I kept wanting to use the word peace. And it was later. It was really close to the show, Deborah. I was almost going to change the show page because I said, you know, it's not totally about peace. It 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 is in a way, but not exactly. It what you convey to us is to accept these crises and and digest them in more productive ways to to come to understand them a little bit better, but not because not yeah gloss because over peace us. is. Yeah, peace is. A, I yeah. love because in my in my astrological chart, I am all about peace. But it's not an attainable experience. This mm-hmm. nature of this reality is we suffer, and so yes. we can seek peace. We can certainly seek it, but good luck with that. So in the yeah. meantime, how do you come to come to com- get comfortable with the lack of peace or the drama or the storyline? Like, what do you do to change that story? And so that's what the book's about. How do you rewrite your story? Yes. From an angle that the soul, which the soul didn't, I always tell people, you didn't get pushed on the bus. You came here, you volunteered. They gave you a list of assignments. It's described by your chart or by your story. You can tell it just by what's going on in your life. And then you fall in love with it or you argue. And some people really like to argue or complain. Yeah. That's the other one. Yeah. That's good. There's you three know, things. You can fall in love, you can argue, or you can complain. You just said something really important that we don't always hear is that we're here by choice is that I think sometimes there's this feeling that we're forced into this, you know, that we're, we're, we're victims in some way or, you know, prisoners to karma or just not, not here choosing these experiences that are catalysts for us. And what you it's just true. said is important. Yeah, it, it's a really tricky awareness to admit, first of all, that you didn't choose to be here consciously. You can't remember. Most people don't want to yeah. talk about it, but you didn't choose consciously to be here. And then that's the ego. The ego's like, they gave me what parents and what body type yeah. and what's the job yeah. I have to do and how much money did they get? This is dumb. And then the soul goes, woohoo! I love those stupid parents and I'm so happy you're overweight. The soul, the soul doesn't really <laughs> care. It just, it, it's so kind of funny. It just loves everything. You, you know, Deborah, I have to tell you, there have been times I've said to myself, what is wrong with us? Let's have a committee meeting. <laughs> you know, yeah, like you and wherever me both. We all, yeah, wherever we decide, it's like, why did we put this down here on this planet? I mean, really, people. I, I feel I that have, way sometimes. <laughs> I have this big joke that I've tried to call the 1-800-GOD number, and they never answer because I've got like 45 uh-huh. issues I want to bring up. Like, why would you hurt the person you love the most? And why does love have to be so painful when it ends? And why don't we get a memo or like an expiry date so we know? Yeah, yeah. Wouldn't that be cool? You know, I think I think it would be helpful to have a lot of things. But I will tell you, Deborah, it is liberating to have. You know, I grew up very conservatively, where you don't have a lot of choice necessarily, and 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 so if you're arguing, you're arguing with God. Whereas when you Feel that omnipresence, 
it changes things because you feel like at least subconsciously you had a choice in creating this place. And there's a reason. There must have been. And somehow having a participation in that helps. I, I Even if it makes us, you know, question ourselves at a higher level, it helps that we participated when when you study when you study astrology it's absolutely beyond any doubt that as einstein said god is not playing with dice like this is a well organized perfectly designed yeah. program from astrology's point of view i came as a skeptic and i've been in practice almost 40, 40 years and i've been doing readings for people since the since i could talk <laughs> and yeah. it's there is no doubt where i once was a skeptic and i didn't believe that god is a well organized intelligence and back at the ranch there is a very confused mind that back to the ego going huh so if you're in your soul there's this beautiful surrendering and this incredible comfort and you could even say peace but if you're in your ego it's very confusing to say i chose to be here i chose those parents and i chose this body and you know that's a, that's a lot of weird choices <laughs> yes yes and and I think what you and I find more and more people are starting to help us realize is, hey, we wanted to be this, these unique people, you know, these vulnerable people that we are with all our little um, idiosyncrasies, you know. That I think I love there's there's one chapter where you say the part of you that you know, you know, would 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 make you unfriended. Or unloved, you know, all that. Yeah, you'd lose all your friends and nobody would want to be around you. Yeah. And and you know, we're here as ourselves and and so I guess, you know, why don't we step into just the four elements and, and I know and, and where this comes from. We have a broad audience here, so um, you know, the the ancient wisdom that helps us to understand this and and step into this so we can start to understand so it's an ancient system it's funny today on my facebook i put this beautiful video of these hula dancers that is like so beautiful and i studied hula (laughs) for many years and hula is all based on the four elements their whole the whole hawaiian system is they start every class by honoring water, air, earth, and fire. And so, of course, did the American Indians. Their whole culture was based in the four directions, and all their ritual always began with the ceremony that honored the four elements, and so did the Jews. The Jews have the four worlds in the Kabbalah, and their mystical Judaism, which I've studied. Uh, uh-huh. Their whole thing was based on water, air, earth, and fire, and it goes on and on. I mean, the, obviously the Egyptians, where astrology began, their whole system was based on the four elements. So it's this very old... Um, wisdom source that we've forgotten it seems so obvious when you start talking about it and that's what's been so fun with this book in my book tour is people get to hear they're like why didn't i think of this so if your personality has one particular or two particular elements that really stand out and it's natural for you and we'll talk about that but there's one missing Uh that you avoid at all costs so let's we'll go through the details but if you if you think of it like four wheels in a car and one of the wheels is down the system can't work yeah, yeah. So you know, let me, yeah. You go ahead. Uh, see, I'm trying to complete your sentence. <laughs> no, <laughs> you we were doing it together. You, it's your turn. You that, go. That's an air part of me. <laughs> that's exactly right. You so got it. it it's true, and, and I'll tell you, this helps you immediately. There is depth to this book, and I have a lot more time I want to spend with it. But the minute you pick this up, it's going to help you, readers. I will tell you, and and that's one thing that I'm now watching. And you start to say, wow, this element's starting to come in more. It's like spirit is helping me, you know, without even knowing this, you know, without knowing. And it's helpful to see it in words. But you can start to see how, oh, my gosh, I really need this, this, and this. And it's starting to come in more, thank God. And and it's that balance. So so let's, let's, let's do describe each of the elements and... And what characteristics are associated with them? So water, and and you can think in terms of personality types or the sun signs. You don't have to be a cancer to to relate to what I'm about to say, but the water signs are cancer, Scorpio, and Pisces. But this is the... Book has no astrology in it whatsoever. You don't have uh-huh. to believe in astrology for the book to work. And the book's title is the missing element because that's what we're seeking is the missing element. So uh-huh. 
Water is a sensitivity. It's where we feel, it's tears running down your face. Water is the emotional part of us that gets her feelings hurt for no apparent reason, that wants to hide, that likes to be at home, that wants to wear their favorite slippers, that really doesn't want to have to socialize, It doesn't want to have to talk. Water is yeah. the intuitive, internal, emotional, feeling, cuddly, slippers, animals, kids, anything that doesn't have words they really like, music, poetry, it's, you know, abstract words. So it's the part in all of us that is really sensitive and reacts emotionally when they get their feelings hurt. I, it's so funny because I was just dealing with my own inner child. It's so embarrassing, dealing with relationship <laughs> dynamics with my partner. And, my emotion, yeah. and, I, and I have a lot of water. So when my yeah. emotional body gets triggered, it's embarrassing to talk about because you're like, my little girl is, I'm like a 60-year-old woman. I've got a little girl who's all, you're kidding me. But as soon as you own, this is the human part of the book, is spiritual yeah. schmiritual. Like we can be the rest of time. Yeah. Uh-oh. And we can have ideas, reading books and listening to radio shows and watching videos, and our minds get satiated. Yes. And then we're left with, uh-oh, why do I feel so sad and depressed? I've read everything. I've eaten every green powder drink. I've taken every single health food course, and back at the ranch, I'm depressed. Because the water element has got to be dealt with straight up, which is you have an inner child, and you're emotional, and don't be embarrassed. It's okay. And as soon as we give people back to their permission slips, and that's what the book's about, like you, yeah. you need time alone water people you need to be in the quiet you need to be cuddled you need an animal around you you need someone to be close to you you need to be yeah. able to feel like someone gets you if you don't you'll get depressed yeah yeah but some people are like do i have to do the water that's what they always say i don't want to <laughs> have to be sad i'm like it's just sad for a minute if you get through it but if you neglect water it becomes depression it's think of the word depressed yeah. so you push down your feelings or it becomes um, addiction because you're trying to escape. You're trying to get out of here. That's water people. They love anything that alters their reality, smells, incense, candles, atmosphere, being at home, turning the lights down, watching video games. <laughs> Isn't that funny? You know, um, when I reflect upon it, just entering into this, there, there's a certain beautiful poignancy to our water. I mean, I oh, mean, I love. I, I actually yes. treasure my water, although it's yes. painful. It's it, it's painful, but I I mean our art and our music. I mean, I love it how it's associated with music. Like when when my water. I, I don't claim to be a good piano player. I will tell you, but it doesn't matter. I can play emotionally, and that's water. Boy, is that ever exactly water. right? When you just start. Oh man, you know you can feel it, um, and you um, can feel yes. it. Yes. That's the clue. So when you're listening to music and it makes you cry, or you're listening to music and it makes you just feel so good, that's water. So it's the part in all of us that longs to feel. You don't want to be numb. You want to really stay in your emotional body and care. And then you get embarrassed because you care too much. And then you wish the other person would be vulnerable, but you can't be vulnerable. And then water turns into ice. Mm -hmm. Ooh, yes. (laughs) Yes. And what do you have there? Yeah. Cut wow, off people. you have an awareness of that. That is really cool, Deborah. I love that because you can really be thinking about that. Hey, am I turning myself? You know, you can really be conscious of these transitions, how you don't want to go that direction. You know, you want to stay fluid, um, even if and this it's, is why it's I, uncomfortable. Yeah, exactly. Totally. Yeah. This is why I teach. So I have a course coming up in September, and every year in September we start with a big group of people to say, let me teach you about your chart and your elements and speak it in a very simple form so that you can Uh start realizing just what you just said, like, oh, I just went numb. Or I'm blaming this person because I'm embarrassed by my own sensitivity. It's like there's so many dynamics that show up in relationship. It's our cauldron of perfect teachings (laughs) every relationship we're in. Yes. Tell us about um, the air people. Air. I, I I find air interesting because it seems like in my case I have a lot of it. You know, this is my I'm talking a lot, right? So, so some of my other what sign are parts you, Susan? are trying to balance. I'm Aquarius. I'm uh-huh. Aquarius, and I have a so, Gemini moon. Oh, perfect! And your rising yeah. is. You know, I only recently found out my exact time of birth. Believe it or not. 
And so I, I should probably call you, but, but anyway. Of course you should. Um, I'm not an expert in us. I, I, am not, I was raised not really understanding it, and so it's something I don't know a great deal about. I have to be honest. But, yes, it would be really interesting to explore that. Well, that's so air, what you just said. That was all air. You're doing it live time. So air is the thinker, the talker, the communicator, the curiosity, the fascination. They're fickle. They change their mind. They say things. They're always interested in everything. Their minds Uh don't stop. And they have this Uh really strong appetite for um, voices, sounds, uh, words. They have an incredible gift for being able to connect with people. They're charming and they're students and they're articulate and they love radio shows and they love going in front of a classroom and they're just full of information. It's basically what their gift is. And they have a tendency to cut off. They're very different than water. So water people cry and they're sensitive and they're depressed and they're living in their room or they're addicted or at their best they're poets and they're dreamers and they're the yeah. Dalai Lama is a great example of healthy water. But air is very different. Cut off feeling all the time but at a distance like interested in people's stories wanting to hear about the sad stories but they don't feel it and they tend to change their mind all the time and they're fickle and they go from topic to topic and they're airheads think airhead (laughs) great thank you (laughs) they forget where they put things and they forget what they were doing and they're you know but then they come right back they're so charming you don't even care that they're kind of airheads because they're so cute Uh uh-huh yeah and their focus aspect yeah you know, and their gift, like you can focusing. see, yeah, and but the gift of it, uh, I did again. <laughs> it's okay, I was Go doing ahead. it too, we're both air signs, so we're in this together. Um, the gift of it is that they have an incredible um, appetite for learning. So even though they'll make a mistake, they're like just like that, like they have no problem saying they're sorry, they have no problem backing up, they have mm-hmm. no problem changing their plans, they, they're so flexible. It's like a bird. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they go in that direction. They go in that direction, but they know where they're going, but they don't really have a map. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it can be disconcerting to people. You know, when I used to work in the corporate world, I could start brainstorming. Like if someone gave me something to brainstorm on, or or even nowadays spirits, I could just jump all over the place. But you can go really cool places when you do that. But it can be hard to follow if you're kind of jumping around a lot. Exactly. So not everybody has the ability to handle air. We can be annoying to some people. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I've experienced and they, that. And they yes. and they and they're so fickle. Like they everybody, they want to meet everyone and talk to everyone. They're just nosy. They they read the backs of the toilet paper package. They want to read the shampoo package. And they want to go talk to you. But there's everything they can pick up to read. They're fascinated. It's just like they're they're just absolutely interested, which is wonderful. But you know, if they got to stay focused, and when they're focused. And they have an intention. Then they're writers, and they're incredibly gifted. Yeah. That's what that book took. It was, that book was so hard for me to write. Uh huh. You can imagine an air sign. I get that. It's. It's. I. I totally get that. I'm glad that oh, you did. Yeah, I, it I'm took everything I had. Yeah. No, I. I totally get that. Believe me, I've been working on one of mine for for years. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it took me 20 years to write a book. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to say the missing I, element was not patience because I had lots of that. <laughs> yes. So, you know, something, and, and I guess it, it's always hard. Maybe this isn't, I don't know. My my ego sometimes will come into the show where I just, I, I navigate through these topics because of how I relate to them, and I know others do too, because one of the things I'm observing is, hey, I'm getting a little more ground coming in. Again, you know, and, and maybe as a child I had a little bit more, but suddenly something's happening with ground and it's actually helping me and and i think this demonstrates something in your book that you know like like i'm really being taught walk in nature walk in nature and i'm doing it more and more and i love it love it love it and so um and it's helping it's helping me breathe because charts progress and we progress. Mm-hmm. So we start off with a natal chart, and there's an indicator of what your what your life's about. And then it continually moves. That Earth may be coming into your chart right now, and that's why uh-huh. in the book I don't use the birth chart. I use the questionnaire on page 46. There's that questionnaire, yeah. and that's specifically to find out what is currently operating. So if you're feeling more Earth right now, you might be scoring high on Earth because it's a value for you. It's come more into focus, and that would be described by astrology does describe the cycles. But you don't need to know that. It'll show up when you do the book. And that right in the middle of the book is this questionnaire, and that's how you figure out what's your personality type. And then you read that chapter, and specifically you read the chapter you have low scores on because that's the one you've got to grow. Yeah. 
Yeah, I was a little indecisive. I saw it. I saw the chart. That's how I know about some of this. And that's I thought, you know what? I can't rush through this chart. I don't know what I don't know I don't know what element that is because maybe you're supposed to go with your gut feeling because I'm thinking, well, do I do this or not? You know, and then I saw the part about second guessing and then I and then so I laughed. Cute. It's true. And then I thought, well, there's that element. I obviously have a bit of that. And, and so, and you have a lot so of anyway, error, and error is very indecisive. That's what you're doing. You're displaying I, I, error right I, uh, in front I, uh, of us. <laughs> Thank you very much. So, yeah, it's kind of <laughs> obvious. I'm kidding. Um, that's the idea, you know. Accept it. Now, now that's it. You know, how can we? Okay, so we. What I love, what you just did, is we're kind of you kind of you lovingly said that in a very compassionate way, and, and help me to love that part of myself. You know, and now I'm getting teary like water because <laughs> that's so sweet. Because it, it doesn't go away, and the sooner you accept, yeah, that's my job this life. Like every you know, partners in my work, the kids in my household, my neighbors. If we had the understanding of what just happened, like okay, so this person's an airhead. Like I, my kid was saying <laughs> the other day, he's working with somebody and he doesn't show up on time, and it drives him uh-huh. crazy. And then he'll change his plans completely. And I was like, let me guess. And, of course, the guy came over just briefly yesterday and I said, let me guess, what's your birthday? And, of course, he was an air sign. And I said, so this is, this is exactly what it's about. Like, you can't expect yeah. this guy to be the one that's always reliable, but you love working with him? Yes. Is he the social guy that makes that's everybody it. feel good? Yes. Do you feel like yes. you're so insupportive because he can't wait to talk to you? Yes. So, yeah, so he's late and he forgets where he's going. Give it up. Yeah, yeah. Do air people, you know, sometimes I feel we get down on ourselves, like, like, okay, I'll give a really easy example. I kept telling myself, I should have defined this show page of yours earlier, right? But, you yeah. know, things happen. There it is. Darn it. You know, what was it? Like, late. I said it to you. I don't know. It must have been almost 1 o'clock in the morning I said it to you. Okay, that's very air, isn't it? Right it's so air. They review and they review and then they and then they should. But that's also some earth. You must have earth. I don't know what year you were born. I do you have say that some loud? earth. What is that? Do you want to tell me what year you were born? Oh, um, I can say that. Um, 1964. Right. So your life lesson is uh, Pisces, 64, 94, 2000. Yeah, 64, 94. Yeah, so your life lesson is Pisces. So that's really what you're suffering from (laughs) is is a little bit of water. Like your air gets in the future. And then you go backwards into water. You go back into your emotions. That's yeah. what just happened. So, yeah. you're, so you're in, a, in the middle of the night. <clears throat> your Aquarius is in the future. You're like, uh-oh, I can see what I should have done. And then instead of yeah. just leaving it there and going, it's okay, <clears throat> and reducing your judgment of it, you go back into your water and go, uh-oh, I'm not good. You know, I should have thought of this. I should, Pisces worry mm-hmm. all the time that they're not mm-hmm. getting it right. And that's what your life lesson uh-huh. is. How interesting. And how liberating when you realize you are getting it right. It's, it's, this is just a movie. Right. And, and, and there's the beautiful things of, gosh, you know, I, I love how I'm feeling more. And I love how um, this earth thing, you know, and, and maybe I don't know if it's being an air person to sometimes want to drop every, you know, because I'm really falling in love with the earth. I mean, oh, in a big way. I mean, I'm, I'm in a beautiful place. I'm in the Pacific Northwest, and I'm happy to hear you're coming to the Pacific Northwest, by the way. <gasps> where are you? have listeners up here. I am southwest of Portland is where I am. Well, and I'm going to be I in have, Seattle. Uh-huh. Well, you should come down to Portland because they would love your message, <laughs> I think. That's so I mean, at, at some point. But, yes, you will not be far. You're only three and a half hours from from. Um, on May, when is it? May, May the 14th is the Seattle at East West Bookstore. Uh-huh. And then on, uh, I don't know when we're airing the show. Is it live or are we pre-recording? Yeah, this is live, but a lot of people do listen to the podcast. And actually, there will be more people listening in this area. It, people will be listening. Of course, it would be kind of close because I've got a national radio thing coming up in a week, which means a lot wow. of the podcasts around now are going to, be surface, but that's going to be everywhere. So, so not just here. Well, I'm but, also, but anyway, I'm in, I'm in Vancouver on the 18th of May, and yeah, I'm in New York. Good. That would be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one's uh, at uh, a bookstore called Indigo Spirit on uh-huh. the 18th at noon, and then I'm going to New York City on uh, this Thursday to sign a book, sign some books. 
Well, that's wonderful. You're you're getting all around with this, and I I think that that is important. So, so tell us a little bit more. Um, I love Earth. I mean, the more that Earth Earth is helping me, Earth is helping me Earth to too. to structure some things and also call me back. Um, although to ground yeah, you, exactly. I, I have a tendency to want more and more of it. Um, is what's happening. So Earth is the part in all of us that's grounded and solid and dependent. In fact, today, it's so interesting, today the sun and the moon are in Taurus. This is a very strong Earth Day. So um, uh-huh. it's all about ground, numbers, money, insurance, taxes, clean organization, being able to be on time, exec- executing um, projects, making your list. They get so often off on lists. They love making lists. Uh-huh. Um, cleaning supplies. Um, being reliable, being on time, keeping the schedules, keeping the Excel spreadsheets, all the practical food and time to organize the food and making all the list of what's in the ingredients and then following the recipes. It's rule following. Uh It's putting the forks in the right time in the dishwasher so they're not up but they're down. And if you're not doing it right, they're like, move over. Earth people are super responsible, and they don't want to get it wrong. So they're perfectionists. We really are mixes, aren't we, Deborah? I mean, I'm yes. sitting here thinking, wow, you know, some of those things I do too. And and maybe others, I, I'm sure people listening are seeing this too. They're seeing pieces of, of all of the elements, and that's part of the message. That is the point. You want yeah. all four of them. You can't live without water. You can't exactly. live without you can't live without air. You, let me think about it. You can't live without earth food, and you can't live without fire, the sun. Yes, yes. So what about fire? That's a well, let's just finish Earth. So the, the lesson, oh, yeah. finish, the lesson for Earth. Earth, the lesson for Earth people is to really appreciate working and to not complain and to value the, the slowness of letting your feet touch the ground and the flower smells and the taste of the orange and to really let instead of complaining because they're so goal oriented and they're so practical and they're so focused they forget to have fun. So you've got to say yeah. to them, hey, you like to go to work. Stop telling us we don't like to go to work. And and really giving them back to the um, the honesty. Because uh-huh. they, they are they tend to be pretending in the name of appropriate. <laughs> when I was in England, I felt like everybody was from the earth signs. Like everybody, you know, properly dresses and properly da 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 da. So you want freedom to be able to be yourself, still be inside yeah. the system, but be yourself and have your own choices and be free enough to be able to say, I want to have fun right now and I want to take a break and, and, and acknowledge yeah. and compliment yourself. That's the earth. So I'm with you. I love earth people. They're just my very favorite loyal, devoted friends that you never have to wonder that they're there for you. Yeah. And they love yeah, to repeat bought, themselves, by the way. Yeah. And, and they help us too. They, they help. I think earth people help us find some balance when we're, when we maybe stray. That. Well, that's and, you. And sometimes they so can feel like you lecturing. help them. Oh, and that yeah. yes, we help each other. Now, see, there you go. That's what's so yeah, cool that's the about thing this. That you because for you being an air person, you need earth around. But for earth person, they need you to tickle them and make them think new thoughts and open up the yes. door. Yes, yeah. What you're so good at, Miss Aquarius. <laughs> and and then well, the last element is fire. Dun da da. Yes, fire. And fire is the show-offs, and they're the fun factor, and they're loud, and they're entertaining, and they're physical, and they're athletic, and they're sexual, and they're like, put the clothes on, put the music up, let's have a party, let's put our little outfit, the dress, and then we're going to spend too much money, and we're going to laugh too loud, and we're going to go wake up with a hangover. (laughs) (laughs) That's fire at its worst. Yeah. At its best... They inspire us. They're the people that really get us up and out. They make us go for exercise, and they say, we're going to go on a holiday, and I'm going to organize it all. And they're like the funnest people to be around because they get everything in motion. You do not get stuck when there's fire people around, whereas earth people, they're all stuck on the schedule and what's appropriate and what you should yeah. do. Yeah. And the water person's at home going, I don't want to go anywhere. And the air person's like, where did I say I was going again? Did we change our mind? I think I don't want to go there anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, that is so funny. Yes, uh huh. <laughs> and it's so true. Yeah, yeah. The fire people—they can really get some pretty amazing things done. You know, here's a good question for you, and it may be in some subtle place in your book to help us map some of these. Can you tell us people that we we may know about that you would map? To, who would you consider a fire person that 
that is in Madonna the is a great domain. example of a, of a okay, fire person. Okay, there you go. Yeah, yeah she has no inhibition to stand up, put all her little outfits on, and totally give us her sexual energy. And I, I had the privilege of doing a reading for her, and to uh-huh. be in her presence was so shocking. Just the level of her um, presence. Fire people, they they get things done. They stand up, they stand out. Leo's, Aries, yeah. Sagittarians. Like you know, I mean, I hate to say it, but that's what um, Trump is doing right now. He's displaying fire. He's uninhibitedly yeah. showing up with this like. But also Obama was a fire sign, is a fire sign. Uh-huh, uh-huh. interesting. And you can see the shiny little face and how he's just like, who cares what your politics are? You can't not say the guy's not good-looking and shining. Yeah, yeah, true. And Trump, on the other hand. <laughs> yeah, he, I mean, even his hair looks like fire. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's actually an air I mean, sign with some he's fire. He's very flam- flamboyant, I mean. <laughs> yeah, uninhibited. Yes, yes. That's fire. So and then the Earth people. A good example is Mother Teresa. Uh-huh. A really strong example of Earth, where she, her work. I can't. I'd love to think about this. Her project was to feed and to help the lepers, who, by the way, will never get healed, never get help. No one will ever want them. She had the most thankless job that she never got results on. But that is the quintessential Earth person. Like I'm going to help the world, provide services, and not care what comes back. So unusual. Yes. Who would you then, consider an air person? Well, a me. good example was <laughs> President Kennedy was an air person. Marilyn Monroe uh-huh. was an air person. Um, Oprah is an air person. They love to talk and they love to make Oprah. you think, and they're orators and they're you know. And yeah. Marilyn Monroe was known for that. Her intelligence. Uh huh. True. Very. And, true. You know, people didn't. It wasn't just another pretty face. <laughs> yeah, that she was often um, underestimated. I think in in her. Her memory, people don't realize just how intelligent she was, I believe. You're right. Because she, she was an air sign, exactly. So water people, do we do we see them? Or Dalai they Lama, is one of, he's one of my favorite examples. Uh, he spends his whole life meditating. Oh, look, oh, what he does, look what he does for yes. a living. Yes, yeah. he flows um, too, yes. And you know who was a water sign who had so much water? It was Robin Williams. He was a sensitive, and he was depressed, and he dealt with this emotional yeah. content all the time and didn't know how to, because he had a fiery expression in his career. He was Leo. He had lots of Leo, but he was basically all three of his planets were in water, his sun, moon, rising. So he was an emotional guy that didn't know how to do his emotions. Yes, yes. And, and that became overwhelming, I guess. I mean, and, and yeah. that yep. can and happen depression, water. Depression and yeah. suicide are definitely one of the things that water people do to cope. Yeah. I loved that man. When I loved oh, when I read oh, about him, so more I got kind of obsessed with him after he passed. And when I saw his chart, I was like, "But of course, this man was all water, and he didn't know what to do with his emotional body." Yeah, yeah. You know, you're so about compassion, and I think sometimes people are quick to judge those situations. And when you hear what he was facing, and given now that we understand he was a water person, it must have it must have felt exactly. totally overwhelming. Like how can I how can I deal with it? Because he was facing a really serious illness that was affecting And he was his already mind. starting to show up with dementia and yeah. with Parkinson's. And the other yeah. one was Michael Jackson was a uh, earth sign. And he so wanted to be perfect. He so wanted everything about him to perfect. And you can't. I had a dream about Michael Jackson coming to me. He's a Virgo and saying to him, you can't get perfection. You're driving yourself crazy. Yes, yes. And I know a lot of us are processing what happened with Prince. I mean, that's very present, maybe too present right now. And, but, and I don't know that we understand it yet. No, we. I don't think we got to the bottom of that one yet. No, I don't either. It sounds like a health situation. I mean, really, but but people are really really puzzled by by that. And these are just such such way showers. I mean, how they've they've influenced our world. Um, you know, I want to flow into another area here, which I know my listeners really care about is relationships. Is if you're in a relationship with someone. You know how how they do um, complement each other at times. You let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah, well, it's so obvious. So if you put water on Earth, the Earth grows. So water and Earth love to get along. And if you add air to a fire, the fire grows. 
Yeah. So it's kind of simple. If you have an excitable Sagittarian Aries Leo fire excitement, I can't wait to go outside to play. I can't wait to jump up and down. I can't wait to go work out. And then you say that to an air person. The air person goes, me too. I'm coming with you because air people love to do things in partnership. They always want to have uh-huh. someone to play with. They hate doing things alone. So uh-huh. a fire person loves being cheerleader. Like, tell me how good I am to the fire person. Let's have a party. You can't have a party by yourself. And uh-huh. an air person needs someone to talk to to be able to, you know, keep those words flowing. you got to have someone right. to dance with. So fire and air right. get along great. And you can see that. But, of course, you know, you don't always – I think the partnerships are destined by karma. So they uh-huh. don't really ask your chart before – Cupid doesn't look at your chart before she shoots you, unfortunately. She uh-huh. couldn't care less about astrology. I think Cupid didn't like astrology. <laughs> <laughs> it just happens. <laughs> yeah, she didn't really care. So she gives you these personality types that don't match what you would pers- necessarily be compatible with. So then if you add water to fire, so here comes the water person super sensitive and the fire person super loud, and then the water uh-huh. person got their feelings hurt. And the fire person's like, what? I didn't mean to yeah. hurt your feelings. I was just having a party telling you you looked a little overweight today. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And the water person's like, that don't hurt my feelings. You're being so mean. Uh-huh. They're like, I wasn't being mean. I was telling the truth. Uh-huh. You know, as you're talking, Deborah, suddenly popped into my mind that movie, and now I'm forgetting what it was called. It was like a it was a kid's movie where all the different emotions. Oh, I, exactly. You got it. Yes. perfectly described. I mean, how much more perfect of a map, the way all those little That's emotions funny you were interacting that. with each other. I use that in the, in the school when I teach in the classroom. That's the, uh-huh. the second level. Is I, I talk about that panel, that there's one little part of the personality type. I think it's inside out or something. What was it yeah, called? that's it. That's it. Inside out. You got it. Uh-huh. And so that's one it. little part of the personality is um, really angry and mad all the time, and one of the other ones gets her feelings hurt all the time. So you find the council. There's a bunch of people that live inside of you who probably yeah. aren't getting along real well right about now. But if you gave them all a voice, and this is what my life's work is, when people come to work with me, I have this very cool process I do called an intensive where someone comes and spends two days. It's the coolest thing with me. And we identify using the chart and their life story, what are the patterns, who are the characters in your story that keep reoccurring that are driving you crazy because they don't understand how to help you. They just keep on going, and they're not consulting you. They're like on a free will zone, not. They have no free yeah. will. They just kind of control you. And then we identify what the storyline is and where it started, and then we rewrite the story. That's what I really have fun. Yes. Like, yes. You, you know, don't have to keep you, doing that. You do hit on something so important in that. We get so frustrated sometimes. You know, we say to ourselves, why Why is this repeating? You know, because you think consciously you've gotten a hand on it, that you're like, okay, I, I'm, 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 I'm going to go this other way. And then you just watch, and, and a cycle repeats. And, it's and then so you can true. Be confused by that, and it's like, gosh, didn't I know better already? What the heck is going on? <laughs> it, it, I know. Cycle. You, you, it, it never goes away. Uh huh. Uh huh. I mean, those personality traits just never go away. They just keep on. It's so funny how your character and your personality impulses, no matter how old you get, they just keep coming out. Yeah. Yeah. Although some things I notice, they do soften. And, and like you, you know, we do evolve. It, it's weird. It, it reminds me, and and I know this kind of comes out in your well, it does come out in your book. It it feels like music in a way. How it it shifts a little bit. I mean, it just starts subtly shifting because there's certain things I can look back on where, gosh, I'm really not like that anymore as much. I have that tendency sometimes, but not as much. That that way. Then yes, there of are course. those things that stay. <laughs> yes, yeah, and they, and they get better or worse as you get older, depending on how you see it. Yes, there's personalities that shift, and the good news is we're evolving. I love what you said, and this is uh-huh. the whole point of this exercise. Right now the planet is at a very critical moment where yeah. we as a species look retarded. I mean, the, particularly this election. We're like, you're kidding me. We're so oh, split. We're, we've got a I fracture know. right down the middle, and one half of us is this liberal, open-minded, and like, let's heal the planet, and the other half is like, no, I'm in charge. I'll tell you exactly what to do. Don't listen to them because we can't trust them. I, so we have the polarization in such clear, obnoxious <laughs> yes. extremes. 
Yeah. And that's also true of the planet itself. Like there's this incredible movement of what you're participating in with this radio show where all these people are waking up inside the dream and they're talking about magic and astrology and woo-woo yeah. and you know, yeah. Reiki and healing. And the other side is there's dinosaurs walking around going, are you kidding me? You yeah. believe in that stupid stuff? So we, we yeah. And I think it's 50-50. I, people are telling me that it's more like... 73 that there's really a lot more conservatives and, and far less liberal open-minded people but nonetheless we are in a major moment in history i call it her story now it's no longer his story we're in the major moment of her story where the feminine principles now saying excuse me we are not repeating what happened before which is that we didn't understand how to honor women and that we didn't understand how to honor children and that we didn't know how to give them proper education like we're not really we're not going to do that again and the good news is there is some real change taking place. Yeah. So exciting. I'm so yeah, excited well, about this moment in time. You know, it's easy to get, you talk about being overwhelmed, and I know a lot of people are like, oh, my gosh, you know, what is going on? And yet at the same time, what a catalyst. I mean, really, it's just have, it's bringing everything up. All this stuff that was simmering below the surface, it's suddenly just out there. You know, and people are talking about it, and, and that's a good thing. I mean, it, it's better to have it out. Totally, totally. So that's the, that's the new age. This is the new age. We are in a technological society where we go on Facebook and we go on Twitter and we go on our Internet and we have a phone. Everybody has a phone. I think I read statistics. There's like, I think it was 2 billion people. It's almost like a quarter of the planet or more than that has telephones, cell phones. So we now have this crazy thing where we can tell the truth. We can start talking out loud about what's going on with us. That's brand spanking yeah. new. We had so much secrets and so yeah. much unbelievable confusion. And now we're confused, but at least we all understand we're on the same page. Like, this is a problem. And, what, and the exciting part is, what are we going to do about it? I just had a client in New York City. She has a company called a Robin Hood. And they raised $2, million, no, $2 billion to end poverty in New York City, $2 billion. Wow. So that is the best story I've heard all day. Yeah, yeah. People amazing. care enough to put their money where their mouth is and help hungry people? Yes, yes. That's the good news. That is, that is. And, that, and then there's the bad news, which I'm not going to go over right now. <laughs> yeah, we don't need to, we don't, well, you know, we. the negativity is there, but, um, you know, there's this feeling of, Incredible evolution going on. You know, There's we have no a caller who's, who's been very patient, and I, I, I'm going to bring in one call to, to ask a, a question, if, if that would be all right. This is probably a, a good time. Yeah. Um, Jamie, I'm going to bring on the line, who has a question for you. It's taking a minute, Jamie. Slow. Here we go. Well, I think We're not in any rush. Today is a double tourist day, and Mercury's retrograde. We got enough reasons to slow down. I, I've pressed the button, but it's not—it's not working today. Sometimes we, it's Mercury's sometimes, retrograde. You know, technology and driving. Okay, one yep. more try. There we go, Jamie. Um, you're on the line. Are you there? Hello. Well, oh no, there, there we go. Do you hear us, Jamie? Yeah, I hear you. I hear you just fine. Hi, Deborah. Do you have a hi, Jamie? Yeah. Hi. Uh, you know, I was wondering. It's so funny you guys are talking about the moon and everything. The last full moon was con- tightly conjunction my Pluto, and this new moon will be tightly conjunction my moon in the seventh house. And I was wondering if you get just from your perspective, because I I listen to your your YouTube videos all the time. I'm, I'm just I'm really curious about you know perspective on things and I was that's wondering that's so sweet that's so sweet you should just mention that thanks Jamie we should mention that that um, I have a YouTube channel that you guys can go to or it's also on Facebook and and it, it, you can go on the radio or you can go on the uh, YouTube or the um, Facebook channel come on in 
someone just came in. I'm on the radio. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. That's all um, right. We have light. You yeah. can go on. You can go on Facebook or you can go on the YouTube channel and you can see my videos every other day. They come up and they describe where the moon is, and so it gives you some indication of what the kind of the weather or where the attitude or the energy is. And for example, today it's so funny that the bell just rang that today uh-huh. Mercury is retrograde. So in answer to your question, Jamie, that's a very particular question you're asking at a personal level. How did the full moon influence you? And now here it is, the new moon's influencing you. And it was, it's a reboot. You know, when the moon gets aspected that strongly, anytime people ask me, what, there's a new moon out or there's a um, lunar eclipse or a solar eclipse, those are opportunities for us to stop, and particularly for you, Jamie, and really be honest, like slow down, Taurus, Scorpio, and ask yourself, is there, and this is a hard question for all of us these days, where am I indulging? Where am I being respectful? Am I taking care of my money and my closets? And my, if the, you're in an earth cycle, Jamie, that's what the short answer is. When Scorpio Taurus is being called on, not unlike Susan, and when the earth calls us, we have to look around at our house and our you know, banking and our closets and take care of our food. And I think basically when we give respect to the call, because you're being called, the ding-dong, the bell just went off in my house, um, it's an opportunity for you to assume responsibility for your grounding, so I imagine that's not hard for you, but tell me, is, is it hard or easy for you to do that? To get grounded? Yes, I, get I mean, grounded? just based on your personality type. Yeah, something, you know, it's funny because I'm split between water and earth, and it, it sometimes it's really hard for me to be grounded, I guess because it's water too, so I'm like really spacey, and then I'm like, wait a minute, I have to get down to the ground for so a that's it's very wild. clear then. So then you're so then you have to be honest and acknowledge that there's a part of you that's not grounded. And during a full moon that's sitting on your Pluto or during a new moon sitting on your sun, is that what you said? Are you a Taurus? No, my moon's in Taurus. Right. So so this is a great opportunity just to be that honest because, you know, this life doesn't work unless we take care of details. And for those of us that are spiritual, we want to avoid them. <laughs> Can't we yeah. just have the fun factor? But it doesn't work. The, the scales get off balance. Jamie, and you mm-hmm. would know if you're on a do how do you feel about your balance in your life? That's a good question. I you know, that's that's what I probably need more of. It's funny because 'cause I'm Libra rising too, so it's like Yeah. Always kinda of trying to learn how to be balanced and and I'm not quite there yet. I'm almost right, there. Right. Well, that's why, that's why it's so funny because Susan picked that up. That's why this book, The Missing Element, that I've written, it could have been subtitled yeah. How to Find Balance because that is exactly, Susan, you nailed it. Yeah. Right. yeah. For all and of so, us. Jamie, you're asking the question. If you're missing Earth, Jamie, or any of you out there who don't feel grounded and practical, it's as simple as going and doing a clean, like cleaning. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? The room around, this room around me is pretty messy, so... Uh... Yeah. Probably wouldn't help today. It'd probably give me a clearer perspective on everything. Yeah, if that would be so powerful. If you took advantage of this radio show and you gave yourself permission to jump into practicality with a passion, like with real conviction, be prepared for a miracle. Because that's when we say, when we do the missing element, and that's why it's the name mm-hmm. of that book, when we do the thing we don't want to do, it changes the whole game plan because what you're basically saying is your soul doesn't want to not do what's being asked of you. It's like, it's like we resist. Let's put it this way. It's when we started the show I said this. Your ego doesn't want to clean up, doesn't want to organize, and wants to float because you've got water. Your soul is waiting for you to step up the game so you're balanced and you're grounded and you take responsibility for your whole life. If you don't step up the game... You don't get the full the full experience of what this life is in what's in store for you. There's so much fun to be had. People look at my life and they go, "How did you do this?" I'm like, "I eat life alive." I'm like, "Give it to me." Mm, I love yeah. eating life alive. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for calling, Jamie. Um, I I, I know that that a lot of us can relate to to what you have. So, so thank you so much. All right, thanks. Awesome. Thanks for checking. Thank thanks you. for listening to my uh, videos. It makes me feel good that I'm not all by Absolutely. myself talking to myself. You're, you're wonderfully entertaining. Thank you. Aww. Thank you. Great. That's just so easy all for right. me. All right. Take care, Jamie. See, you got fans out there. How, that's cool. 
they're watching your videos. I, I'm curious about your videos. You know, it's funny. I was clearing and organizing this morning, and of course, my little should was saying, "You should be spending more time with that book right now." But it's like I was, I had to search to clear. I can't explain it, Deborah. I needed to clear my space before I talked to you, and that was the most important thing. I didn't have to memorize, you know, everything. Not that I any any host can really do that a lot of times, but no, no, it mattered that I was clearing this morning, and it helped me energetically. That's and so I felt smart. that in Jamie's call. Mm-hmm. And that's it's so funny because, honest to God, today the sun and the moon are in Taurus. If you go up and look at the heavens tonight, there's no moon reflected. In about, it's a little bit more like tomorrow. The night, there'll be a perfectly dark sky, which is a time forward. And that's what it means when there's a dark night. It's called a new moon. And in the times yeah. of old, when they lived in tribes, we would sit around the circle or around the fire and there was no moon. We'd go quiet as compared to when it's a full moon and we go wild and have a party and celebrate and it's, the light's out. Because think back to when they didn't have lights. So this yeah. is really an opportunity. And ask yourself, and it's so cool, ask yourself, that was so honest. Is my house clean? Am I taking care of my stuff? Am I grounded? Am I organized? Yes, yes. And, you know, we just kind of do it. it. It's like energetically we know deep down somewhere we know how to take care of things. And if we listen to those inner um, impulses that, hey, you know, I just I just started doing it. I just started clearing. And then I, once you start, I just said, okay, I'm clearing this desk. And, yeah, I had a clean desk, which, believe me, it hasn't been clean in a while. I still had cat you know, stuff well, on it. Well, that's so honest. I think if we're, if, we're all, if we're all really honest, that desk that needs to be cleaned or the diet that needs to get started or the exercise that needs to happen or the forgiveness, we all are resistant. I don't know why God made us this way. But if you yep. change the resistance, because you're, the, the, the whole point of this book, why I've written this book, is to say, look, you guys, we're in this together. And if each of us takes on an agent role, like we are the change agent and I'm going to help my kids, I basically felt guilty thinking, when I was handing my kids, like, I can't uh-huh. leave them a life. I can't leave this uh-huh. lifetime without having done my work, which might mean cleaning up the desk. <laughs> yes, 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 or, or going through some of those boxes in the attic, you know. <laughs> yeah, or getting rid of storage. You know, I just found out that more money is spent on storage than in the United States um, population than it is on entertainment. It's the easy thing to do now, isn't it? If you're moving, you know, well, I'll just put some stuff into store. You move into a smaller place. I was going to maybe move to a smaller place. My first instinct was to co-rent a storage facility. <laughs> and somebody told me, don't do that. Go through it. But, but anyway, you know what? We're getting close to the end of the live show, and I want to give you another opportunity. I want to make sure that we we can guide people to the right place to find you. Um, make sure I have the right website up for you, and I'll put it up if I don't. But, but yeah, let people know where they can find you, Deborah. Oh, so okay, so it's Deborah D E B R A Deborah Silverman. Oh, sorry, now what is it? It's DebraSilvermanAstrology.com. That's oh my what God, I got. That's what I got. Mercury retrograde. Mercury retrograde. Debra DebraSilvermanAstrology.com is my website, yeah. and there's classes beginning. You go under Learn, and we have this incredible program starting in September. It's going to be opening in August, um, and you can get readings. You just go on there, and there's this little button you push to get readings. Wonderful. Well, I, I'm really looking forward to, to learning more about you, Deborah. I think you are really cool. Quite honestly. Thank you so much. Thank <laughs> you so my, much my for your, uh, your enthusiasm. You're, I love that. Just, <laughs> it's so cute. Yeah, I mean, I think I think you really have some helpful information for us, and it's immediately approachable, people. I tell you, you can walk right into this book, and it starts helping immediately. I'm so, so glad to hear that. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Um, so, so thank you. Thank you for spending time with me here today and letting me finish your sentences at times and, and just I bounce I did the same around. thing to you. <laughs> thank you. That's my pleasure. And you have a beautiful new moon tonight when it's so dark out. Oh, thank you so much. Um, you too. Thank you. Take care. All righty. All righty. Bye. Bye-bye. Just a quick note to the live audience. Thank you for being here today, and thank you, Blog Talk Radio. I see we've we've been on the front page of Blog Talk, and and they put out a reminder before the show, which is really nice, and I appreciate that, and I want to say thank you to those who are supporting the show. Our next show 
is on Monday. Let me look at this quickly. Um, yes, Monday, May 9th at this time, 12 p.m. Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern. And we have Christine Alexandria coming on to talk about a new book about Ask Formations. So we're going to be talking about that. Um, and that should be a real um, helpful show as well to uplift us. And, you know, just so much interesting wisdom coming in these days. I'm really enjoying these guests. Um, and um, today's guest was from Finhorn Press. I'm thankful to Finhorn Press. And Christine on Monday is a Finhorn Press guest. We have such wonderful publishers working with this show, and I'm thankful for that too. FrontierBeyondFear.com is the place to go for the archive and for upcoming shows. We've got over five years of shows out there. And um, I do want to let you know, those of you who are listening, I'm going to be at an event in a week. Now we're heading into the podcast, just real quick here. Um, I am going to be at the McMinnville, Oregon UFO Festival, talking about higher consciousness ways of looking at that. And at some point I'll be on the radio, um, KXL here in in the Pacific Northwest. I'll, I'll be on a panel talking about that or at least having some kind of a discussion we haven't quite figured it all out this has happened before and um you know for some people you will depending on the time get that on premier radio networks in certain cities so anyway i will put out more word on that but that's always fun to participate in that local festival and that's going to be friday night actually oh i just realized it's friday the 13th um, yes, Friday night, um, sometime if you're local, um, turn on KXL um, in the, the Portland area. And I'll give you more information on that. And other than that, we got a couple shows coming up Monday next week and also next Thursday. We've got Cindy Bennett and Lisa Kay coming back to talk about their book on spiritual businesses. This will, Lisa Kay hasn't been here yet. We had Cindy on and so I'm so delighted to be able to get them both on, and we will continue to discuss a very um, helpful topic and wide-ranging. I think we could have several shows, which is why they do do workshops on this. So, again, thank you very much for being here, and I look forward to having you back again. Enjoy the weekend up ahead, and enjoy getting out to the earth. I know I'm going to do that. I'm going to enjoy the outdoors. Nature is so feeding my soul right now. And it helps. It helps everything. So get outside and enjoy the beautiful weather wherever you are. If it's raining, enjoy that. Walk in the rain. So take care, everyone. Circumnavigation. 
refrigeration, moving pictures, human genome, man in space, atomic particles, we can't be alone, we are not alone. Laris and Dan synchronistically live again because I just need to share with you being I suppose um, expressing that air element right now because I couldn't resist saying this I accidentally hit that button to play that song so I hope those of you who may still be listening enjoyed that I hope it had something to say to you that was from Larry Sire who has done the music for this show, and I'm very grateful to him. Grammy Award-winning Larry Sire. He's worked with a lot of musicians. So so anyway, um, instead of playing the normal ending music, I played Nothing Impossible. Let that speak to you today, synchronistically. Take care, everyone. (laughs) 